Welcome back to Your Money, Your Life podcast, episode 169. Thank you for wherever you're listening, watching, subscribing. Make sure wherever you're doing that, five-star like, review, and comment on the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit the notification link so you know every time we have a new episode or share content. We're going to get into episode 169 right away. The big thing we're going to start with is the markets. The markets right now, as we look here on Thursday morning, actually sharply in the green. Big thing is the tech earnings came back a lot better than expected. Alphabet reported, Microsoft reported, and also we just got Meta reports this morning. And a lot of them were better than expected. Ad revenue for Alphabet on the YouTube side, a little bit in line and stronger. Alphabet ad profitability in their cloud segment for the first time ever. Um, Microsoft showing strong numbers, cloud still growing, even at a slower rate, cloud still, cloud still growing. And that is why we're seeing sharply in the green this morning. After a few days of red for the market, um, but you're seeing a lot of the companies come out and say things are better than expected and the outlook is better. They're being slimmer, they're being more efficient, they're restructuring, they're looking at their costs and they're making the company more efficient, leaner. And that is why a lot of them are in the green right now. It's pulling the market as a whole up. Um, and you're seeing a lot of growth bounce back and growth has actually done well this year. If you look at the first quarter, First few months of this year, growth, NASDAQ, really, really strong. Um, it's a bounce back and a resurgence from the the dire 2022 that we saw um, in the market. So those earnings came out and they're doing well so far. So we'll keep an eye out and the outlook on the companies uh, because there's a lot, lot to go. Chipotle also came out with their earnings. They did strong as well. I talked about some CNBC growth or same source sales growth 10% uh, year over year. Um opening new stores, their efficiency with digital, which is 40% of their sales is still very strong. So that's pulling the market higher right now is earnings from companies are the one pulling the market up um, in, in a way that we haven't seen in a, in a little bit. So that's what you're getting right now from, from earnings front and from the markets front. Um, if you look at GDP, GDP numbers just came out, ladies and gentlemen. GDP's numbers just came out. And the higher inflation and interest rates are slowing growth. And gross domestic product numbers are a way to look at productivity of, of our country, look at growth of our country. And the first quarter of this year of 2023 was not what was expected. An annualized rate of 1.1%. When economists were looking between 2% and 2.5%, uh, 2%. And last quarter, last quarter of 2022 was 2.6%. So we are slowing. And a lot of this because the banking crisis is having lenders, banks tighten their credit conditions, meaning they're not going to lend as easily for a house or for a commercial project or for any business project. And that's going to slow growth because if you're not getting the funding to do anything, you're not going to be able to do anything. Right. And so we're also seeing a housing recession. Um, so these things are things that are curbing growth, which we talked about, right? We have higher inflation. We have rates creeping up. That means growth has to slow down. Um, that means the economy has to slow down. And that's pretty much what the Fed wants to see, right? And the big thing is, can it be a soft landing where you slow growth enough for prices come down, uh, prices moderate, I should say. Uh, but that's going to be the sticking point to see if we could actually get to that. And we may not. I, I don't think we can. Um, we 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 just. I just don't think we can. Other figures came out that's still showing a little bit hot areas is the personal consumption. 
uh, still strong, people still spending on a personal consumption basis. Initial jobless claims fell, so job market still, still, labor market still pretty tight. Um, so that's some things to watch. And well, as well, First Republic, First Republic Bank did, did come crashing down, ladies and gentlemen. First Republic Bank is a big a bank that was a $40 billion approximate value in 2021. And for the first time, it dipped below a $1 billion valuation as a publicly traded company. Valuation has been slashed. And what's happened with First Republic Bank is when Silicon Valley Bank failed a couple months ago, Silicon First Republic Bank was also a bank with a similar risky financial profile that many investors were looking at. And that's why the stock tanked on the news of Silicon Valley Bank. And now it seems like everything's coming to a halt for First Republic because they have their earnings report. As a public company, they had to do their quarterly earnings. Um, and they said that their deposits dropped 40%. And so let's go back to the function of a bank. We know that the bank will house your deposits. They'll pay you a little bit of interest for it, a small, small, tiny amount, but they'll take your money and lend it out uh, to a borrower and they'll pay, charge them a much higher interest rate. And that spread is the money they make. Of course, we know this. And so they need deposits because that's how they make their money because lending these deposits. They don't keep all your money in the bank when you put it there. They keep maybe 10% and roughly 90% goes out the door. So when everybody asks for their money back, it causes a bank run on the bank. It puts pressure on the bank. And this is a situation where First Republic, again, similar to Silicon Valley, had bad management. They got caught in a shorter, short interest rate in a high, higher interest rate environment where they thought interest rates would be lower, and so their their money is stuck in in lot losing investments, and so they're scrambling for solutions right now. They hired advisors and they're trying to get other banks to inject capital and liquidity so they can meet the demands of withdrawals and stabilize the bank, and they want these banks to do this because it will help them. And the banks will know they're going to take a loss on this investment. But they don't want bank contagion and a fear to happen where other banks fall because First Republic fell. And so will they survive? It doesn't look like it. Um, I don't believe so. They they seem to be done. You know, management on the dip, you see, you watch what the insiders do. Management didn't buy the stock on the dip. If you're an insider, you like you know the company is better than the market fears or market understands, then you would buy on the dip. But you didn't see that in that, in that situation. Um, you saw you saw that they didn't they didn't buy on the dip. And so they knew that. They knew something's up. They knew something's up. And so that's that's the big news of First Public. We'll have to heavily, heavily watch that um going forward. Bed Bath and Beyond, another um, it was a, a meme stock. They filed for bankruptcy. So remember Bed Bath & Beyond, for those that remember the OG, original meme stock, they had to file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy um, because they couldn't raise enough capital to stay in business, really, uh, essentially. Their profits were, were lowering and their sales and their revenue were slowing down considerably. Um and they've been hanging on a thread in, since January. They refused uh, to go down without a fight, though. They tried to do a Hail Mary stock offering in early February. They wanted to raise $1 billion. They only raised like roughly $360 million. Um, and it's really, again, for the fact that they didn't do well. They're, they weren't doing selling. They weren't you know taking inventory off shelves. They weren't even able to get, even meet their demand for the inventory that they had because they couldn't raise enough liquidity to buy more inventory. 
Um, and during the holiday season, they didn't do that great, which is the typically the best quarter for retailers. Um, so their locations are going to be open for now. They're going to be at heavy discounts. So if you want to head to the stores and get discounts, you can, right? Um, I'm fortunate for the workers that work there because a lot of people will be laid off. They'll probably be delisted. De- de- uh, they were over a counter, over a counter trading now, I believe, already. Um, but yeah, it's an end of an era for an OG meme stock. Sorry for those that hold shares in the company. And we tried to warn people to stick with something that made sense for the long term. If you're a long term investor, if you're a trader um, and trying to gamble, do you. But those things are never, never go as planned um, for those folks on the gambling sector. Um, more news. There is a lot to go over. Um, first things being... There was a lot of earnings came out and pricing power is an interesting thing right now. Some brands can do it. Some brands cannot. McDonald's did well with pricing power. Chipotle did well. So pricing power, meaning all these retailers, food brands, food companies, restaurants, their cost to give you and deliver you food, the input prices, the ingredient prices are going up. So they have to pass on that cost to someone else so they can keep their margins. And some of these brands are able to do that i.e. the McDonald's, Chipotle, Coke, was a Star Wars brand. But some brands aren't able to. Um, and so the ones that are able to are going to really, really get past this high recession, high inflation, recessionary time, whereas other brands and, and other companies will have a lot of trouble keeping customers because their prices are too too high for people in this, in this current environment. So that's really, really something to watch out for. Um, Netflix news, a couple things on them. They're splurging on international content. Um, as you can see here, 2.5 billion on South Korean content. And there's not there's cracking down on password sharing. So password sharing, of course, we know that they're cracking down on it. They did this a lot internationally. I don't know how much they've done in the US, but they are gonna move towards the, the US. But they've rolled it out in countries like Canada. Um, and now uh, they did it in Spain, and they're seeing the impact on their overall subscription numbers. But I think long-term, this is a much better thing. If you crack down on this now, people are going to buy, come back and buy when they need content, when they need to see something, right? They're big, you know, they're big movers. Love is blind. All these, you know, I think um, a couple more shows that are coming back in this summer, Black Mirror, those are going to move people to resubscribe. And so in the long-term, this will be much, much, much better for their numbers. More big tech. Amazon did another round of layoffs and human resources and cloud division. Um, again, this is right sizing for them um, and their balance sheet. Um, and so these are things that people are watching, watching really, really heavily um, as we move towards the set. We're already in the second quarter. In more news, there was big media news. So Tucker Carlson um, and Don Lemon, both on the same day, it seemed like, left their respective networks. Tucker Carlson at Fox, Don Lemon at CNN. Both were left at their respective networks. And it's kind of weird that you don't really see two big media names. Don Lemon was 17 years in the, at CNN. Leave on the same day. So there's going to be a lot more interesting than stuff that comes out from that. Two heavy hitters um, in the media world. And now leaving. In sports news, ladies and gentlemen, okay, this is for the basketball fans. The Milwaukee Bucks are out of the first round of the playoffs, and they lost to the Miami Heat, which was the eighth seed. Milwaukee Bucks, then first seed, Miami Heat, the eighth seed. Miami Heat comes out victorious last night. Um, And there was an interesting interview, if you could see it. Giannis, who is the Milwaukee Bucks star, was being interviewed. 
And he was asked by a reporter if this was a failure for him, who they were highly touted and respected as, as someone that could possibly win the championship. Was this a failure for him to lose in the first round? And he had an interesting response saying, no, it wasn't a failure. He was really rather upset about the question um, and really pointed to the reporter and saying, hey, if you don't get a promotion every year, is that a failure? So I just wanted to pose the question back out to you folks. Do you consider you're highly touted or highly looked at as someone that could, could accomplish something and you don't, do you consider that a failure? Every year when you look back at your goals for the year, do you consider it a failure if you don't reach every single one? Um, I have to lean on the side that I don't think it's a failure. Um, if you're working hard every day and you're working hard every you know month, year, whatever, and you're making progress, I think that's great. You know, you know a failure when you see one in the sense of not even putting the effort in. And, you know, that's that's much different than doing something and, and falling a little bit short um, in my estimation. So, um, but just an interesting way to look at it for, for Giannis uh, and just in general for our lives. So I thought that was quite interesting. There was a lot of news today, a lot of news. There's going to be more earnings this week and a lot of news this week. So we didn't get everything, but I think we got the majority. We missed something make sure to ping me because uh, we do this every week. We had a huge news slate, so we're going to skip our other sections. Uh, but we'll be back next week with even more news uh, and more fun. Talk next week.